This is Minnesota Today for Tuesday, February 7th. I'm NPR News reporter Kirsty Marone. Here's our top story right now. Governor Tim Walz signed a landmark energy bill today requiring electric utilities to provide carbon-free power to Minnesota by 2040. The legislature approved the measure last Thursday with a narrow vote in the state Senate. Republicans have said it will threaten the reliability of the power grid. The new law is also drawing fire from North Dakota, which exports power, including coal-generated electricity, to Minnesota. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum called it an overreach in remarks to Prairie Public Media. We respect state sovereignty and the ability for people to regulate their own their own industries, but not uh, regulate their neighbors. North Dakota officials have set aside $1 million from the state's coal-funded Lignite Research Fund to pay for litigation against Minnesota. A bill working through the Minnesota legislature aims to protect providers and patients from out-of-state laws seeking to criminalize abortion access. The Reproductive Freedom Defense Act would, among other things, prohibit extradition of people charged in another state for acts committed or services received in Minnesota related to reproductive health. Representative Esther Ogbaje presented the bill to the House Judiciary and Civil Law Committee today. With Minnesota essentially becoming an island within the upper Midwest to provide abortion and reproductive care, it is critical that we act to protect patients and providers in Minnesota and those coming from out of state to seek that care. The bill would also provide additional protections around health records related to reproductive care. It is now headed to another committee. Minnesota lawmakers are taking another run at clamping down on catalytic converter transactions to deter theft of the valuable car exhaust devices. Brian Bax reports. Insurance industry statistics put Minnesota among the states with the most catalytic converter thefts. Replacing them is expensive for vehicle owners. A bill before the legislature would further restrict transactions involving the devices, which are stolen for precious metals they contain. Scrap dealers would have to keep additional records and could only purchase converters with vehicle ID markings. Joe Baki is a special agent in the Commerce Department's Fraud Bureau. This marking requirement uh, will make it a lot easier for law enforcement to deal with those people that they're stopping uh, at 2-3 o'clock in the morning, rolling around with a half a dozen catalytic converters that they don't have any explanation for how they ended up in the back of their car. Federal authorities made arrests in Minnesota last year tied to a national catalytic converter theft ring. Brian Baxt, NPR News, at the Capitol. Here are some other stories we're watching. Ramsey County Adult Detention Center officials are starting to move inmates out of St. Paul today, following an emergency order from the State Department of Corrections. Sheriff Bob Fletcher has until tomorrow to cut the number of people held at the facility, after the state found some inmates were not getting emergency medical care because of staffing concerns. Some inmates will be moved to the county correctional facility, otherwise known as the workhouse. Others will be moved to other jails in the metro area and other parts of the state. Fletcher says he will submit a budget request to the county board seeking more resources. Colleges in northeast Minnesota are launching an initiative to support underrepresented students as they get training to fill regional jobs. Mike Ryich is president of Minnesota North College, which includes five campuses on the Iron Range. He says the plan aims to provide holistic support to students with childcare, transportation, mental health, or other individual needs. Attracting people in different ways, because these are people that are probably not looking at college as, as an option. They might be underemployed and don't see how they could give up their job to come to college. They might be unemployed. They might be a spouse at home. And so you need to connect with those people, and then you advocate and provide all of the supports necessary to prepare them. 
Wright says the program also would help connect students with employers to secure jobs. Blandon Foundation has awarded a $3 million three-year grant to support the college's Aspire North plan. The foundation says it will help address a workforce shortage and higher poverty rate in northeast Minnesota. In sports, the Wild lost to the Arizona Coyotes last night 3-2. Arizona scored twice in the third period to tie it and win. The Wild face off against the Stars in Dallas tomorrow night. The Timberwolves play the Nuggets tonight in Denver. The Wolves beat Denver on Sunday. And COVID-19 has postponed the Gopher men's basketball game tonight against Illinois in Champaign. Minnesota says some of its players have triggered COVID protocols. Here's a look at the weather. Tonight, partly cloudy, lows in the upper teens to low 20s. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with highs in the 30s. There's a chance of snow in southeast Minnesota tomorrow night. Thursday, look for mostly cloudy skies with a slight chance of snow or rain. Highs in the upper 20s to mid 30s. That's it for Minnesota Today. Thanks for listening. I'm Kirsty Marone. Kathy Werzer will be back in the morning with an update. Until then, stay healthy and stay safe.